0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury and this is Tech Talk. Welcome to the show on this Thursday morning. iSolutions, they're a Malaysian startup which provide AI powered tools to advance the transformation of retail stores. Through the integration of AI and other technologies, on the phone with me right now, I have Yi Yun Lim, the founder and chief executive officer of iSolutions. Welcome to the show, Yi Yun.
1: Hi, Richard. How Thanks are you, for you today? Having me today. I'm good. My pleasure.
0: I'm good. Now, um, for those people who are um, sat at home or in their car on their way to work or they're having a coffee break, explain to me. Um, you know, what computer vision is. I mean, I know, but I'd like the people at home to understand it a little bit more.
1: Okay, sure. So computer vision is a subset of AI, but it's rather unknown to the general public because it has not been widely deployed where the public can see them, right? So mm-hmm. the public definitely is more familiar with uh, robotics and big data when it comes to AI. But if you consider AI as a brain of a machine, then computer visions are the eyes. So in simple terms, computer visions allow systems to see visually and to extract information to either take actions or make recommendations if you I think people just are very aware of how your activities online are being studied so computer mm-hmm. vision allows AI to study um, your activities and behavior in the physical world. So at iSolution, uh, we categorize abilities of computer vision into six broad domains. We have Mm -hmm. facial recognition, which is um, more common to the public. Facial sentiments, so we don't only study your face, we study emotions. Crowd analysis, we study the behavior of a group of people, what they are doing, how they interact with each other. Object detection is what we apply in retail. We study the items you pick up in grocery store. And then hazard detections, you know, it's like... um, if you are stealing, if you are littering or any obstructions, emergency doors or people unconscious, these are what we study. And the last mm-hmm. one is actual recognition, which is something more complicated, whereby um, we study beha- uh, complicated behaviors such as fighting a group of people fighting each other and then the identity of these people and mm. also tailgating gating and etc. Yeah.
0: Okay i don't know if you just heard that strike of lightning there but it kind of gave me a couple of ideas as to what to talk to you about next <laughs> um, now um tell me a little bit about your background if you don't mind it have you always been interested in in ai and uh, and this kind of idea
1: yeah i've always been interested in ai in tech you know the latest technology but mm-hmm. um I personally, I don't. I code a little bit. I don't. I'm not a coder. Uh, I studied science for my bachelor, and I studied politics for my master's degree.
0: Okay, yep. so that's an interesting sidestep from uh, politics to uh, artificial intelligence. <laughs> 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 I guess, no. yeah. Please carry on, please.
1: Okay, I guess the reason why um, I wanted to start a company in AI is mainly to you know use technology to enhance everyone's life, mm. whether it's to improve security, to automate mm. operations, you know, reduce low value tasks, so people can focus more on high value uh, skills that can enable them to have a career growth rather than doing basic things like um, you know, um, bagging items at caches or. Um, any of the low-value tasks, it doesn't really, doesn't really uh, mm. add any additional value to their skill set.
0: Right. So, I- in a practical sense, is a uh, computer outside of, of Southeast Asia and outside of Malaysia, um, where is this kind of being uh, developed and used mainly, would you say, outside of uh, Southeast Asia?
1: Um, I guess everyone is uh, definitely familiar with Tesla, the self-driving cars. So this is one of the most prominent examples of computer visions. And uh, it's also more applicable in the first world countries, but not in Southeast Asia yet. So the cameras that are in the car itself, they'll constantly collect and analyze visual inputs of surrounding and detect objects and also obstructions. That's how you enable a car to drive it on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the mm-hmm. most practical solution. People seen another example here is uh, facial recognition. Um, it's common, but not commonly applied in in Malaysia. Yeah, you see it at some buildings, some places, but I uh, would say the current facial recognition in South Asia still have a huge room to grow. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, if we you know, we use your example of Tesla, I mean, I, I also I do a tech show and I do a, a car show as well. Mm. So, the interesting thing is I'm kind of straddled between these two technologies and I know uh, how, um, uh, the, the, how much technology goes into the, these Tesla machines um, and, and it's, it's very, very complex. And part of the problem is with, with something being that complicated, it's not necessarily all that accurate all of the time. I and am imagining I, though, when you're moving this into something like like retail. Um it, it could be a little bit different because you know, most people will stock shelves a certain way and certain products will be in a certain place most yep. of the time. Would that yep. be about correct?
1: Yes, you're right. So it's actually a game, a probability game.
0: Mm-hmm. And, so, and oh, yep. please carry on.
1: <laughs> so um our applications in retail, the current case study is that our accuracy is about ninety eight percent. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Wow. And and that includes stuff like, uh, you know, uh, loss uh, prevention as well.
1: Yeah. Um, we don't call it a loss prevention. It's more like if uh, in the conventional retail, we have mm. people that pick up some product and put in their pockets, put in their bags, or they have eaten it in the store itself the yeah. um, the, staff keeper, the staff they wouldn't notice because these people could be doing it, could be doing it in sub corners that yeah. uh, the, yeah. the casuals might not be aware of. But when it comes yeah. to computer visions, right, when we install this autonomous store, we would have uh, all the cameras that would cover all angles and with these cameras that would essentially study what you have picked up and also what you're consuming in the store. So it's actually mm-hmm. a lot more secure compared to the conventional store.
0: Hmm. And what about people that um, you know have this argument about privacy, or uh, because this is obviously an issue when you're walking into a store and it's uh, it's full of cameras and they're analyzing your your emotions, your your yep. you know your your facial movements. Yep. Um, what kind of, I guess, defense do you have against people <laughs> who talk like that?
1: First of all. Um, this is in a public setting, right? It's not in uh, a yeah. private room or any of the private area. And mm-hmm. secondly, how computer vision see it is still slightly different on, from how human eyes see it. So what they see is actually a series of code instead of yeah. uh, you yourself. When you enter the store, they don't capture your name. They don't know who you are. There's no personal mm-hmm. information being attached. All they have is your phone number. You use a key in, but again, uh, we still don't know who you are. And the moment you enter, the computer will assign a series of code to you, and then Mm they'll treat as like, for example, you know, uh, Richard as one, two, three, four, five. And Richard Mm -hmm. pick up a product, and Richard was smiling to this product. Richard walked out with two other products. That's how it works. So Mm additionally, there, no. Your, uh, they can guess your age guess your gender guess your dress mm-hmm. up but they mm-hmm. will not know any of your personal information it's very different to uh, the digital world whereby most of your activities are tied to your personal info
0: Interesting. Okay, Uh, let's hold that thought and take a short break here. Um, I'm on the phone with Yi Yun Lim. She's the founder and uh, chief executive officer of iSolutions, a computer vision-focused AI solutions startup. We'll be right back after these messages here on Tech Talk on BFM 89.9. Build Fairer Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station, I'm Rich Bradbury. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm on the phone with Yi Yun Lim, the founder and chief executive officer of iSolutions, uh, a computer vision focused AI solutions startup. Um, Yi Yun, uh, just before we we move on to uh, broader topics, uh, there was something you mentioned earlier on about how um, it, the uh, the software can take my telephone number, uh, but it doesn't really know who I am. But it knows what I'm taking from the shelves when we look at it in a retail concept uh, context. If I am taking, like, let's say for example, I walk into a retail store, um, I pick up a um, a can of soft drink, I then pick up some chips, and I pick up some I don't know chocolate or another kind of snack. That data is then obviously stored somewhere in a database, and if a retailer uh, were so inclined having my uh, telephone number as well could they then use that data at some point to send me suggestions about potential products that i might be interested in buying on my next visit
1: yes they can they can actually do a personalized shoppings or uh, promotions for you but mm. other than Using a phone number to enter a shop. The reason why I ask for a phone number is because we, you know, we do require payment at the end. So when you walk out, we will charge you immediately based on gotcha. the payment method that you have selected. That's why we're asking for a phone number that's tied to either GrabPay any of the e-wallet, right? But we also have other methods. Um, for instance. We have a tab card to enter, so you can enter just with your bank card and all your bank card information is stored with your financial service provider. All we do is we send a bill to them and then they process and then they pay us as simple as that. We also have a facial recognition to enter, but we don't keep your face your pictures in our database. We keep our series of algorithms. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And you had yeah. a, um, sorry, carry on.
1: Yeah, and then back to your questions on whether a business owner can send you any of the promotions, right? How it works here, it's, Business Online are definitely keen to know uh, the, the sales for different products, and that's how they can uh, work on inventory management. At the same yeah. time, if there are any pro, uh, products that are about to expire, yet, and they know that there's this group of people that like to buy this product, but they have not been back for a month already, and their purchasing power, some might be low, some might be high. So, Business Online mm-hmm. can choose to issue either 3 it or tearing it to a specific group uh, with the data that it provided only can spend on certain products
0: very interesting and I I, I was aware that you had a uh, proof of concept store over at UOA UOA or at Glen Marie how has that been going
1: yeah, so um, it's doing okay. Uh, people are starting to uh, to pick up and starting to be familiar with this. Occasionally, we still see people that try for the first time uh, when myself or the team are there, we don't, we don't usually go to the store because it's autonomous. Mm-hmm. But when we were there, we noticed people like to take Instagram videos and um, you know taking selfies at the store, and all of them yeah. saying, oh my God, this is so cool. And a lot of them <laughs> said this thing, they were like, I can't believe this thing is in Malaysia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean you hear about it you know in uh, amazon stores had popped up over in the u.s and certain stores in china popped up for a while uh, and i know they were doing well in china for a while and they were popping up all over the place like mushrooms um, yes. but then they seem to like uh, die back a little bit didn't they over the last couple of years which is uh, which is a shame because i love the technology behind it now yes. obviously i solutions is, is not just involved in retail what what other industries are you are you looking at right now
1: um, so we are doing another pro-concept for facial recognition, touchless entry, and also facial sentiments analysis for a hotel at kli 2 It's a capsule transit hotel.
0: Oh, excellent. Yep. And how, how does that, I guess, how does the software differ from what you use in, uh, in retail then?
1: So for this one, we study more on uh, facial sentiments instead of object detection and also more on um, facial recognitions with uh, ID detection. So when people arrive at the hotel, all they have to do is to show their face, show their ID, then let's consider check-in. Let's consider to register.
0: As simple as that
1: as simple as that yeah
0: <laughs> and, and what would happen if um, y- y- you know there's, there's a, a person who's trying to check in under somebody else's name perhaps how would that be flagged to the the hotel staff or something
1: mm, I first of all the person must use an ID to check in that is the hotel policy right yeah, so yeah. unless your ID which uh, photo on the ID is a fake ID that is a different issue here because that we are talking about security. Um, mm. But in general, as long as they face mesh with the face on the ID and all the info are tally, then that's how they can register themselves. Yeah. Mm. Because it's a real time I- check-in, you can't right. really f- you know, you can't put a selfie there, try to pretend to be someone
0: else. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, thankfully. Now, how, how do you see this um, developing here in Malaysia? I mean, just a moment ago, we were talking about, you know, how it's developed over in the U.S. and how it developed over in China uh, and a few other places. How do you see it moving forward in, in Malaysia? Do you see it uh, heavily in retail? Do you see it heavily in uh, places you know, like the hotel industry, where particularly right now, people uh, are trying to keep away from other people, uh, Mm. you know, in a pandemic. Where do you see most growth, I guess, here in Malaysia,
1: potentially? Um, So based on statistics that we have, right, the top five sectors highlighted in AI are manufacturing, retail and hospitality, Agriculture, mm-hmm. safety, mm-hmm. and smart cities, and healthcare. So we have covered retail and hospitality here, as well as be about safety. I. Would say that um, the potential for these three industry are equally big. I wouldn't mm. say like one will go faster than the other, um, considering that retail and hospitality both are heavily impacted during the pandemic. So I guess it's a time for them to transform and to pick up new technology. As you say as well, people prefer contactless, uh, a more hygiene approach, also more efficient approach that's without congestions and any of the checkout point or checking point. So I guess that's mm. where we come in with all these different solutions.
0: Mm-hmm. And what kind of, um, if, if you don't mind me asking uh, you, what kind of backing do you have? You know, uh, uh, was this kind of self-funded? Did you go speak to VCs or how did you manage to, to, to get this, you know, the ball rolling, so to speak?
1: We are actually in our pre-Series F uh, fundraising. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And for seed funding, we have a private investor and also Mm -hmm. we are generating revenue to cover. So it's like bootstrap and Android investor.
0: Wonderful stuff. (laughs) Um, I've got one last question, I I think, just before I let you go. Um, What do you think are um, people's reactions to this kind of technology in general? Uh, Just a moment ago, you were talking about these people who were entering the uh, the store um, and they were taking selfies and, you know, oh, cool. Uh, Long term, how, how do you see people benefiting from this?
1: I like this question a lot. Um, I guess... One key things we are trying to do here for uh for our solution team is that we are trying to tell people, AI is not something that's just fancy or cool. It's actually something that's very well applicable in your daily life, okay. and in order for us to um. To continue developing this and also to build trust with the public, I guess being transparent with the public and with the communities very important. Letting yeah. them know that what are you capturing, and also the uh, application of this. So I think this is how um, we will move forward to build trust mm-hmm. with the public and community to be transparent.
0: Yeah. And and just to kind of I, I guess add on to the the end of that, mm-hmm. for those people that are. Um, apprehensive of technology and a little bit scared of it and i'm worried that um ai is is one of these things that you know could replace them in their jobs uh, <laughs> what, what's your response to that
1: um i guess it's, it's a real education because people will think about uh you know when things are automated you don't need people doing this job anymore but again yeah. um if you look at a bigger picture itself like, most a lot of things are eventually being replaced by machine it's just Mm -hmm. a matter of time and when right so Mm -hmm. instead of being afraid of being replaced by the machine I guess it's a time to pick up uh, digital skills and to be honest with all these deployment and solutions that we are introducing to business owners right we don't phrase it in a way whereby asking you to reduce your workforce but we are telling you that you can upskill your workforce so you expose them to these user uh, non-tech user-friendly solutions they can study the data that we provide they can study the different analysis we provide and be familiar with all these digital tools so that they can have a better career growth in long term instead of um, uh, doing the same job or lower your tasks.
0: That was fantastic thank you very much Yoon.
1: Thanks Richard.
0: Folks, I've been on the phone with Yi Yun Lim. She's the founder and chief executive officer over at iSolutions. They are a Malaysian startup which provides AI-powered tools to advance the transformation of uh, retail stores and other things. They unlock the power of computer vision for businesses. If you'd like to find out more about them, head over to their website. It is iSolutions, that is A-Y-E, solutions-sea.com. If you missed any part of the show, download the podcast a little bit later on from wherever you normally listen to your podcast from. We recommend the BFM app. It's available from the Apple App Store or Google Play. I'll also put a link to their website in the description of this podcast. My name is Rich Bradbury for Tech Talk here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.